When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most American podcast network. I have a very special secret. I'm the only one who knows about tiny people living in our walls called the Littles. Hey, what's Pac-Man, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons podcast, where today I watched The Littles with Cass Page. Cass uses she, her pronouns. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm here if you need to talk. It's very strange to sit down and record a comedy podcast about bad cartoons from 40 years ago in the middle of all this stuff. Like, we just sat down and, like, talked about, like, being locked inside of our houses for the last week and a half for 20 minutes and then now it's like hey let's transition to this it gives you something else like um my housemate and i the other day we just had a wine night and it was lovely but for about 20 minutes we both forgot about COVID. Mm -hmm. we were talking we're like blah 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 and we were talking about um inaccessibility of academia to the people who really need it so like oh so you and your housemate have like very broad conversations about the world and important things (laughs) It sounds like. (laughs) Yeah. So that was our conversation where we were talking about like people in universities who are doing all this research, they don't make their research accessible, which means nothing changes. And it's a really big issue. um, And it's all like elitist and snobby and all that. But um, we've also started playing this game where whenever we see a man on TV or in social media, we go, oh, remember men? (laughs) So it's... it's (laughs) (laughs) it varies yeah you should read woman world i don't remember who wrote it but um it's a very funny series of comics about like a world where all of the men have died out and it's just like a world inhabited by women that know they can't reproduce and they're like well this is the last generation we're just gonna chill i guess and it's very like lighthearted and fun actually um it's good i liked it that's really nice that sounds that sounds like a calming read yeah, I, I think I think that on the podcast, I'm trying not to have extensive conversations about all of this because it's like, well, maybe this episode will go out in two weeks and all of this will be over, which isn't going to happen, obviously. <laughs> Everything's changing so quickly. Yeah. Like um, we've we've had similar things at Sandstance where we'll record something and then we'll be like, oh, we'll see if this, you know, ages well over the next week and then it'll just 
you know, we were talking about one of the on one of the podcasts. Um, uh, George, he's a comedian, and he was talking about how the Sydney Comedy Festival was still open, and it got cancelled the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. The Sydney Comedy Festival is still open, gone, not not happening. Yep. <laughs> well, we should talk about something a little bit more lighthearted, like the Littles from 1983, um, a Saturday morning cartoon. I'd, I'd like to just go ahead. No, go ahead. I just want to clarify, it's not that much more lighthearted. Oh, that's true. <laughs> some, of the, some of the episodes. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of the episodes are pretty wild. Like, I think that we watched a lot of different episodes because I watched like three or four, but they were all kind of randomized. Like, this show tackles some really heavy subjects in some very heavy-handed ways. Yeah, they're so heavy. Like, um, you recommended that I watch Prescription for Disaster, the anti-drug message. Oh, it's so And good. because I'd watched... A few of the other ones where they, you know, the message was sort of as a plot point, it'll be like, okay, so the message is don't steal or whatever. So we're going to have him steal something and it not work out for him. So the message is don't steal. And the prescription for disaster starts and they're like, oh, who's this woman? And then the little's like, she's on drugs. She's neglecting her child right off the bat, <laughs> straight away. They're like, this woman is on drugs. It's the drugs that are making her sad. Yeah. Yeah. And that episode... To get to the basic concept of the show, just so that people that haven't watched this know what we're talking about. And by the way, watch The Littles. It's on YouTube. It's fucking nutso butso. It's little people that have crazy ears and buck teeth and, and tails that live in the walls. And the government is trying to track them down and they just like chill and go on crazy adventures and teach people about uh, the drug epidemic. It's great. It's fun times. That episode, I don't know how much of it you watched because you said that you didn't finish it. Do you? Did you get to like the Littles induced fever dream? I got to the part where the person on drugs dropped a capsule and it went all over the Littles pies. Okay, okay. And then the pilot Little got really on drugs and then they figured little. it out. <laughs> Dinky Little, that's the one. That's right. He keeps he. He keeps confirming he's a pilot and then doing a terrible job. <laughs> yeah. That, that's his shtick, being bad at his job. Well, okay, so let's talk about that episode first then, and then we'll talk about the other ones that we watched. Um, I, I've watched a lot of, like, cartoon drug PSAs on this podcast, and that one was, I mean, one of my favorites. It's hard to say it's my favorite because there was one where, like, it was Kermit and the Ninja Turtles and Alvin and the Chipmunks and Alf and Garfield all, like, giving this kid a crazy acid trip so that he doesn't do drugs again. There was one where Rambo helped a kid get off drugs. Um, wow. The Littles have a, a very intense way of going about it. <laughs> Basically, the girl's mom who they're like, they're like hanging out with this little girl or like watching her creepily from the walls, I guess. And they see that this girl's mom is addicted to like prescription medication, just sort of generically. They don't really tell us what it does aside from make you hallucinate purple goblins and get really angry at your child. Yeah, they're like, it makes her neglect her child and lash out at her child. And, oh my gosh, there is the most, maybe I'm skipping ahead a few minutes, but there's the most amazing line. There's a section where the littles are talking about it and they're like, wow, like, Angela's getting so neglected. Wow, Tom Little, what do you think we would do if our mother was neglecting us? Oh well, Lucy God. Little, I think all we could do was tell her how we felt. Yeah. Well, and that's not really what Angela decides to do because Angela decides that she needs to go take her mom's prescription drugs instead. She's like, well, if my mom's going to like 
not care about me, then maybe I should go take her drugs and maybe that'll make me feel better or maybe I'll just die. That might be a little bit too extreme. That might not be what she says, but in my mind, that's what she is going for. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I did not get to that part. That is... (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. And so to convince... Angela not to take the drugs because they can't reveal themselves to the humans or else they'll be experimented on, I guess, is the whole premise of the show. Yeah. They instead go to Angela's mom, who's having like a crazy drug fueled trip and like pass out on her bed and is not supervising her child. They wake her up and they dress themselves up like little pill bottles and they like dance around and they're like, you're high on drugs. You need to stop taking the drugs or else they're going to kill you. Oh. And she's like, no, this isn't real. And they're like, it's very real. Stop taking the drugs. Go check on your daughter. <laughs> and they literally say to her, they're like, this is a drug induced fever dream or something to that effect. And I was like, wow, the littles are very intense little creatures. They scare me. <laughs> they somehow know so much about everything, despite having little boats made out of Uh, Dixie cup sticks and a bit of cardboard. Yeah, their society is frighteningly advanced and (laughs) and structured and put together. It's really cute. Yeah, it's true. A little gavel made out of the end of a pencil. Loves the little (laughs) gavel made out of the end of a pencil. Um, So we definitely both watched the first episode. So let's talk about that a little bit. So like we said, little creatures, they're kind of humanoid, I guess, but they're kind of rat like. Maybe they have like little tails, sharp ears, two teeth in the front that they used to gnaw on things. And they live in the walls of the house of the big family, which um, when they said that, I was just I was sent. That was absurd. (laughs) Oh, I think the guy who wants to experiment on them. Hang on. Is it ever specifically said he wants to experiment on them? Because I know Henry Big, the child that they've befriended, is like, no, I can't let anyone catch you because then they'll do experiments and you'll be gone forever. And I assume that's a childlike assumption. I don't know what the evil man is planning to do with them specifically. Yeah, I mean, it's so up in the air. The The doctor has a crazy name. I don't remember what it was, but it's something very on the nose, like <laughs> Dr. Hunter. Hunter. It is Dr. Hunter. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> so Dr. Hunter wants to find the Littles, but he doesn't really know anything about them. Like, he has suspicions that there are little men that live in the walls of people's homes, but he's never seen them before. He has no proof that they exist, and he has, like, a CIA surveillance van. Like, he's got, like, government yeah. funding, like an armored truck a satellite, like all this technology, and he can just like barge into people's homes for what reason? Like, is he just like a crazy man or is this like government funded? He, he must have some government funding or he's got some sort of Tommy Wiseau level mysterious past that we are never to be privy to. That's true. That's true. Like parents died getting hit by a UPS truck or something and he has unlimited funds forever to hunt little men <laughs> that he's never seen before. <laughs> And people just let him do it because, you know, he's had a rough one. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really seem like all that evil. Like, his whole thing is that he just wants to find the Littles. Maybe it's like a Gargamel situation, like from the Smurfs, where he just wants to eat them. Maybe. Or maybe he just doesn't want people to think he's crazy anymore. But he doesn't really do anything all that evil. He's just trying to find little rodents hiding in people's walls. Like, Yeah, he does describe them as, like, elf-like creatures as well. They do look a bit like elves. Like, if an elf and a rat had a baby... Yeah, a keyboard elf fucked a rat, and that's what we got. 
And honestly, it turned out for the best in terms of what that could have looked like. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They're a little cute. Like, it took me a while to realize that they weren't just, like, humans that were shrunk down borrower style. Like, they are a subspecies. Yeah. They are something else. Um, yeah, they're definitely not, not that, which is why it's weird that Henry has a crush on one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's strange. That's very strange. But whatever. He's He's a kid. It's what you never had a crush on, like your your turtle or something as a kid. Uh, me, no, uh, no. Um, <laughs> oh no, is it only I, me? I I'm the only one. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense. That's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. I just assume that everything that I've ever thought is a universal experience. It's okay. <laughs> it's for everyone. Oh my god. So I turned on this show just like on a whim because usually I've got a long list of like 200 cartoons that I'm like, what are we going to watch this week? I don't know. I'll just put on something, you know, and I turn on this show and immediately the first thing that you see on screen is maybe the most jarring, unsettling thing I've ever seen in my life. The theme song to the show. Do you remember this? The, okay. Regarding the theme, the thing that threw me is the insane cold open where they do that weird pan around the child, yes. which looks super insane in a cartoon form. But it's like, hello, I have a big secret. <laughs> yeah. I am the only person who knows about the children living in my wall. <laughs> right, exactly. And then it's, the cooked theme song starts. Right. Yeah. It's a 10-year-old kid staring at the camera, moving his head in like rotoscope for anybody that knows anything about animation. They just like recorded a live action kid going like turning to look at the camera and they animated it over it and so it looks super creepy and jarring i don't know if they use cgi like this is 1983 so possibly but yeah it is really terrifying how the first thing you see in the show is this kid being like hi i have a secret there are little men that live in my walls and i'm the only one that knows about them here they are and then they all run out of the vent and they're like we're the littles haha like <laughs> it's all so like will sweet and funny and like poppy sort of but terrifying nonetheless like oh one of the first things i thought about this show like my overall impression is wow they really throw you in the deep end <laughs> yeah yeah first episode i mean that's the way that it was in the 80s you know kids never knew about the secret origins until episode 9 or 10 when they finally revealed what's going on <laughs> they're kids they don't know what's happening you got to give them time i wouldn't doubt that the show has some sort of a secret origins episode because the Littles are, like, not only in this kid's walls, they're an entire society. Yeah, and they're all throughout this one town. Yeah, it's true. Throughout that one town, and I would assume the world, like, they have interconnected little pathways underneath the houses that connect each house to, to each other. And I'm surprised that none of them have ever, like, been caught by an exterminator or something. Yeah, that seems like a really big issue for them. And Mr. Hunter, the Gargamel of this situation. Yeah. In his little bit of exposition, he's like, I reckon that they live in this small town. And he's so specific and it's so strange. And then in later episodes, they find the old Littles like, village. Mm -hmm. Did you see that episode? No, I didn't see yeah. that one. They they find like the ancient town of the Littles. <laughs> so And it's God. outside and it's like an external structure. In that town or outside the city? Um, it's 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 not in the town. It is a bit outside the city, but it is found by Henry's parents. Okay. And there's a great line from it's a great line from Henry that says, "I love my parents, but if they threaten your guy's life, I just don't know if I'll ever be able to forgive them." Oh, it's no. so weird. He just <laughs> yeah. he straight up just says that. 
Well, that's that's the thing is that Henry is way too connected to these guys, and he's the only one that's ever heard of them. And like all the other times, they're like, this little girl's about to do drugs, but we can't reveal ourselves to her or else. Like, in what situation did they reveal themselves to Henry? Was he tied to a chair by the littles and tortured for information until they realized that they could trust him? Like, how did this bond form? I need an origin story. I know they never explain it. All they all they do to explain it is to sort of say, well, um, Lucy Little and Tom Little are friends with Henry and Henry, like in the first episode, the rest of the Littles accept that Henry is a friend, but they're still terrified of other bigs. Um, oh my God. And there's a, there's a, the, the, the lesson of episode one is so weird. They say um, the most important part of true friendship is loyalty. Which is certainly an idea. Um, <laughs> I always think that if if you want someone to be loyal to you, you should be a good person. <laughs> and, you know, the, the best way I've ever heard relationships described, like any kind of relationship, is um, having mutual trust in the other person to offer everything and only ever take what you need. Which I think is really, I think it's a nice way of saying it because it's that whole thing of like loving someone so much or caring about someone so much that you can offer as much as you think is necessary, but you trust the other person enough because you know each other to only ever take what they need at that time. And that really goes against this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing that I noticed as I watched more and more of it, because I watched probably three to five episodes um, Uh and some of them I was only half watching, but you pick up bits and pieces is it's very like Reagan's America, very conservative, like very, very conservative. There was an episode later on where there's a there's a big rainstorm in town and there are rats that come in. Did you watch that one? No, I didn't. Okay. So that episode, it concerned me. Um, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing was that there's a storm in the town and, the fl- and there's a bunch of floods and so rats are coming into all of the houses they're going into like the Littles encampments and stealing all their food and attacking them and stuff. The main family, the Littles, go to like the the Little Council or the Little Defense Center or whatever the fuck it's called. Like they have a whole system. They have like a courtroom, a mail system, <laughs> a newspaper printing press. They have it all. It's amazing. Yeah. They go to like the main council and they're like, we have to tell you about this. Like all of these rats are coming in from somewhere else. And they're stealing all of our food and they're destroying our houses and they're hurting us and stuff. And the council is like, well, it hasn't happened to us yet, so we won't pass anything about it. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this is such thinly veiled, like anti-immigration shit. Like, what the fuck is how it's either that or they're talking about, like, the environment and the council doesn't see that it's a problem. So they're not going to do anything about it. But it's like this is concerning to me that you're creating like this other thing that's like these are like soulless creatures that are going to come in and steal your stuff and destroy your house and the government's not going to do anything about it so you have to go fight them on your own and i'm like oh no this is 1983 okay (laughs) i don't like the the morale a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's something I noticed too. The morality of this show, it makes more sense that you're like it's very Reagan-era 1983 because the morality is just a bit odd. Like the three episodes I watched to the end – The first episode was, if you want to be a true friend, you have to be loyal. The next episode, which was the one with the little town, um, basically the conflict was Henry's parents found a little statue of one of the ancient littles and they were like, oh, why does this statue have a tail and why is it so small? (laughs) Um, So it gets put in a museum and then Henry's like, hey, if that's like, because it has some inscription on it and the littles are like, hey, if we find out what the inscription says, we can learn more about like our people or whatever. Henry is like, well, I'll go to the museum and I'll steal it. And they're like, oh my God, you can't steal. And he's like, but no, that, that'll that help you guys because the Gargamel, Mr. Hunter, is also going to like try and steal the thing. Yeah, also didn't everybody else steal their ancient artifact? Yeah. Like the humans came and stole their stuff and now somebody wants to go and reclaim it for the people who it rightfully belongs to. And they're like, uh-huh. mm, better not. Better leave it to white Americans to keep that. They specifically say stealing is against the law. Okay. So that's so it's a lot of uh, legal based morality. Uh-huh. Um, but Hen- Henry goes to steal the so the littles go in um, to the museum and all they do is they take a, a writing they write down what the inscription is so that they can go back and translate it themselves. Right. Doctor Hunter comes in and steals the statue and then Henry and he replaces it with a fake and then Henry comes in and steals the fake statue. So Henry ends up going back to them and saying, hey, like, I've got the statue. Here it is. And like the leader of the town's like, what are you what are you doing? I, I told you not to steal. Stealing is so wrong. And he's like, but I was but it's for a really good reason. And they're like, no, st- you, there's never there's never a good reason to steal. Plus, you stole a fake because the other one got stolen anyway. So they just like make a whole thing about how stealing won't get you where they want. And then Henry tries to help and they're like, you've helped enough. And they're so rude to him. And then at the end, eventually it all, you know, it all works out, all comes together. And he's like, wow, I'm, I'm really sorry for stealing, guys. And they're like, he's like, I hope you can forgive me. And they're like, it's okay. But remember, it's never right to steal. The only thing you can steal is a kiss. And then um, Lucy Little gives him a little kiss. And I'm like, wow, it really was a different time, wasn't it? (laughs) Well, what? Do you not think that in 2020 it's okay for a boy to kiss a little rat girl? I mean, I don't know what the rules are. I don't know. Actually, the little rat girl kissed the boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So that's a little... (laughs) It's... Look... Having having the moral of a story end with the only thing it's okay to steal is a kiss was very much like, wow, this was made <laughs> yeah. before I was born. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so the the message was like pro, super pro law, very anti, very anti stealing. But you know, if you look at it from a bigger perspective, they think that yeah, uh, if the if the Doctor Hunter guy gets a hold of this stuff, right, then he'll be able to like experiment on them, capture them, control them. Like that's it's protection of their people. So they said that not stealing and keeping that moral high ground was more important than pre- potentially preventing a genocide (laughs) well okay and here's the thing that's very important about this if those motherfuckers aren't stealing how are they gonna eat like are the (laughs) littles cultivating crops because it was my assumption that they were stealing food from the bigs and that henry was helping them surely and there is in fact an episode where they're completely like broken down all of their food is being destroyed by the 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 rat menace or whatever and henry brings them yeah. a bunch of food and they're like oh thanks henry we're so glad to have you so it's like well uh how do you usually get food do you if you don't steal it from them you certainly steal it from the grocery store because like I've seen ratatouille. Like, there's not a way for a little mouse creature to get food legally <laughs> cultivated by humans. Oh, you're so right. Yeah, their their morality wild. Yeah. Also, Changing though, it on a whim, ratatouille better movie if it stars instead of a a mouse a, a little instead. <laughs> I would have loved that because then because then it's not even like everybody finds out about the rat and they're like, what rats can cook? It's like they find out about the little and they're like, this is gonna rock human existence like we didn't know about this <laughs> it's such a bigger oh, concept we change everything did you see the episode where um henry was trying to join a gang no i did not tell me all about it this sounds great i think it was called the hot wheels or the flaming wheels or the flame bikes or something so there was a, a three-man biker gang um like push bikes <laughs> of, of adults and henry's or like, children oh no of henry's classmates okay and great he was like, wow, I so want to be in this gang. And one of the guys is like friendly with Henry. And one of the other guys in the gang is um, really anti-Henry. And the other guy makes three. So the friendly <laughs> guy is like, oh, yeah, if, if you want to like join our group, you just got to like go down this very big hill with no brakes on your bike. And then our leader will choose the next challenge if you can pass that one. And Henry's like, okay. And Tom and Lucy Little um, apparently go to a school that is located in the air vents of Henry's school. So they overhear all of this. And Tom Little's like, oh, that sounds so cool. I want to go down that big drain pipe with no brakes. And Lucy Little's like, (laughs) Tom, that's so dangerous. Why would you choose to do that? And he's like, psh, girls. Also, though, also, this is important to mention because I didn't realize the pattern until you just pointed it out. All of the Little's businesses, like the courthouse, the bank, the school, all happen in the human equivalents like the the little bank is in the little is in the big bank (laughs) and the little school is in the little school (laughs) which is incredible they're like gotta go to school it's gonna take me two and a half days to get there because i'm four inches tall (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's wild actually oh no in one of the episodes i watched i think it was the bike gang one Mm -hmm. they established that they've got like a little rail cart roller coaster system that gets them from a to b really really quickly oh that's right and they have like a river with little boats and stuff in it too yeah, and a plane they, they're on oh they totally have a plane right that's powered by rubber bands it's very cute i do like seeing all their little technology the boat's made out of old cans but with the gang mm-hmm. he manages to go down i think nearly to the bottom of the hill and then he just crashes uh tom little also crashes 
so that sort of fails and Henry Big is like, please let me into your game. Please do something else. And the leader's like, fine, it's Friday the 13th. So if you can stay in that haunted house all night, you'll get in. And then the other guy's like, wow, that's pretty rough and scary. <laughs> like, that's pretty rough to do to Henry. And he's like, no, 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 we're going to scare him. Right. The Littles find out about this. They try and warn Henry that they're about to try and scare him away from the haunted house. And by the time they sort of reach there and get to him, they're able, like the Littles like, you know what, let's give these big kids a taste of their own medicine. And they just run around trying to scare all the kids. They warn Henry so that he's just not frightened at all. Right. And they make it so that the um, the bullies end up being absolutely terrified. So stealing something back, not okay. Frightening a child to teach them a lesson, so fine. Oh, my God. Get the whole community involved. I'm imagining, you know, the end sequence of Toy Story where, like, all the toys come to life and come after Sid. Sounds scary. <laughs> They, they don't reveal themselves, they are good, but they do really cute things like one of them gets inside of an old piano and starts jumping on the strings to make it look like the piano's <laughs> playing itself. <laughs> that does sound really fun. But then all the littles have a redemption story because it turns out the old abandoned haunted house, which Henry does say, but that house is condemned, it's not safe to go inside. Right. Um, you know how children speak? Um the, it starts falling apart so the littles end up saving all the bullies and like saving their lives and they're like wow how did that happen because he makes them turn all the lights off so the littles can do it in secret mm -hmm. um so they all they all get saved and then eventually henry has to come home to his parents and say he wasn't at a sleepover and say i'm very sorry for lying i i promise i won't do it again and the mother's like okay and that's the lesson bully wow. bully <laughs> I mean, oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. The, sorry, I forgot. The real lesson is the next day at school, they're all like, wow, Henry, you're super brave and you're really kind and helpful. Oh we want God. you to join our gang. Oh, my God. They offer him a gang jacket and he's like, no, you know what? I don't want to be a part of a gang that asks me to do silly things so I can join. Okay. That's the lesson. Don't join a gang. Well, you know what? That's going for a different a different message than what I thought it was because I thought for a minute that it was like, hey, if you're nice enough to your bullies and if you let them walk all over you, they'll want to be your friends and you should join because joining up is the way to go. Like, although don't join a gang is a very Reagan-era America thing anyway, so... It's just all making not, a not lot more sense. Not that it's much better. Yeah, I mean, I think the great thing about The Littles is that it always brings every idea to its natural conclusion. Like... There's a lot of shows that I watch where I'm like, wow, I really wish they would have explored that a little bit more. This show explores <laughs> everything to the fullest extent possible. They like put little rollerblades on a turtle. They put a note on his back and they just like push him through the sewers. And you're like, wow, this show is amazing. <laughs> oh, I love in episode one where there's some sort of Littles issue. And oh, when they find out that the hunter's about and he's going to hunt Littles. Mm -hmm. And then one of them sticks a pin into an electricity line, taps out Morse code, and then another little somewhere else is like, gets the Morse code and then prints oh. a tiny newspaper. Yes, yes. I love the new <laughs> the little newspaper. The little printing press yes. is so cute. And <sighs> then at the end of the episode, they tell you, the viewer, how you can make your own little yeah. newspaper. <laughs> and they do that at the end of every episode. They're like, hey, here's how you can like make a little pin from home. You take a bottle cap, you write on it, you put it on your shirt. Then you put a piece from an egg carton inside. And like, it seems like the entire show is like, hey, poor kids whose parents don't have money to buy you toys. Here's how you make your own toys. And you know what? I appreciate That's that. Great. That's really nice. Yeah. Also, like, as a kid, like, those were the kinds of things that I really liked to do because I used to try and use sticks and stuff to make fairy houses. Like, the idea mm -hmm. of having, like, fairies or I think... 
for whatever reason, kids are like little people. Right. But they're almost my size. They're like, adults are too big to see them. It's something special for me, the child. Mm -hmm. Well, I really love that most shows like G.I. Joe and stuff like that in the 80s, like the entire episode would be about something completely different. And then in the end, they'd have like a weird PSA that's like, hey, kids, do whatever cops tell you to or pay your taxes or whatever. <laughs> in this show, the entire episode's about paying your taxes. Then at the end, they're like, hey, here's how you make a stamp with a bunch of garbage you pull out of the trash. Like, <laughs> that's beautiful. It's so good. The opposite is like, we've had a good time, but here's a law you should follow. It's like, here are laws you should follow. Oh, and here's how to have a good time. Like, quick. Oh my God. No, this is fun. Like, have fun. <laughs> yeah. They said the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's see if I have anything else about this show because there's <gasps> so much going on here. Go there's ahead. So much. There's one, there's one thing that I, I think one of my favorite things about the entire show are the parents' voices. They have the most calming voices I have ever heard in my entire life. I could listen to them speak forever. Anytime they came on screen and said words, I was like, I am safe. Their vocal register, and I don't think I've ever really noticed it with any other show I've ever watched ever in any format. Um, because, like, aside from some shows where they'll, like, have the parents speaking in, like, blah, 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 like, they'll have them speaking nonsense or whatever, but I've never heard them be tonally different. Like it's it it's like they they went to a different section of voice acting school and were like, uh, you, uh, people who read out meditation videos, you can be the parents. <laughs> yeah, like it was clearly a choice, but it, I've just never seen that one made, and I loved it. Yeah, I mean the voice acting in the show is pretty good because a lot of the time when you have especially kid actors and all the little rodents yeah. are played by kids and stuff. They're really obnoxious. Like they go for it and they're like, hey, I've got an idea. I think we should do this and let's go here and let's we got to get this kid off drugs. And you're like, oh, no, these kids suck. But in this one, they all just sound like normal kids. They're not shrieking. They're sweet to listen to. Um, the animation is pretty fun. I, I enjoyed the entire experience immensely and I will watch more of it. <laughs> it's great. I would so recommend The Littles to anyone if only for... Like, not even if only four. There are, like, the main selling points, I would say, are the insane level of, like, what's the opposite of subtext? Text. Oh, propaganda. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about propaganda. Yes, propaganda. <laughs> the propaganda is a great feature. The cold opening will get you hooked immediately. Every now and then the parents talking will calm you. The, the little, watching the littles do little things. I mean, anytime you're dealing with a smaller society, that's, that's all you really want to see. You just want to see them use everyday things for little purposes. And then, right. then the fun activity at the end. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I I will say I stopped smoking weed a few months ago because I'm allergic. I've talked about it on the podcast, whatever. Um, <laughs> kick back with, like, a few drinks or, like, a joint or whatever your, your uh, vice is and watch the drug PSA episode because, like, legitimately dinky little eats some drugged up pies, goes on like a crazy rampage and almost gets baked into a fucking pie, like in a huge furnace. Like he almost dies because this is crazy shit's oh, happening. Wow. And they go back to the house and they dress up like little pill bottles and they dance around and they're like, you're on a drug trip. You're going to die. Like, and it's just so much. It's really just top tier 1980s Saturday morning cartoons. It's, it's great shit. It's, it is good. That's all you got to say. I don't even know what else. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> what was your favorite episode? Ah, oh, I reckon it was the one with the 
I forget what it's called, but it's the it's the one where the they find the little statue and they're like, "Don't steal." Okay. And he's like, he's like, but in this situation, I think it would be really helpful, and I think it's the right thing to do. And they're like, "It's against the law. You can't do it." <laughs> it's against the United States laws, the country in which we live. We love America. Because don't get us wrong, the Littles love America. There's a lot of episodes about how much they love America. And in the movie, they go to the Statue of Liberty where more Littles live and they do patriotic things, I can only assume. Because it's called like the Littles, Liberty and and Littles or something like that. That's phenomenal. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Um, they just don't make shows like that anymore. They shouldn't. Yeah, no, they shouldn't. <laughs> um, yeah, I really loved the drug trip episode. There was another one that I saw where they make like a little movie and then uh, Dr. Hunter finds it. That episode was just um, wild that they just like recreate the Wizard of Oz and then this man like finds it. And the entire crux of the episode is that like the villain finds this little tape, the guy that's been trying to hunt them down for months or years or whatever it is, maybe maybe decades. Yeah. And if he <laughs> watches the film, then he'll just watch all of these things he's been trying to find his entire life recreating the Wizard of Oz. And I'm like, yeah, please watch the film, please. I would love to see this like public freak out where he's like, what is this? What's happening? <laughs> and he doesn't watch it? Now he doesn't, he doesn't get to, he turns it on and it turns out that Dinky was just a really bad camera operator and everything's out of focus. And he's like, this is trash. And he throws it away. And all the littles are like, we did it. Good job, Dinky. You suck. <laughs> and he's like, I did it on purpose. And they're like, no, you didn't. F shut the fuck up. And then they're very mean to Dinky. The, the littles are not nice people generally. <laughs> Dinky has yet to prove himself. <laughs> uh, he made a plane. He's making inventions all the time. He flies a little plane. He saves the day almost every week. He it makes seems the like. plane. I thought so. I mean, he pilots it for sure. Dinky does a lot of goofy stuff. Dinky is um, portrayed as an idiot and a coward, but he is the only <laughs> one making new tech. Yeah, I mean, it's he's a little bit sympathetic because he's hated by his entire family, and every time he opens his mouth, everybody's like, "Shut up, numbskull!" But he's <laughs> yeah. he's endearing. He's fun. He is a fun character. Gosh, yeah, they, they use him as bait for the stealing episode. What part of the plot of that episode is they turn into zombies. Okay. I would definitely recommend watching it. It's wait, my favorite wait. of the ones I've seen. Wait, is that it? What do you mean? How does that work? The statue is magic and they turn into oh. zombies when they hear its song. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. They start walking straight away to where um to where Dr. Hunter is cuz he has the statue. <laughs> I I have to know how it works out because in general in the show the first two seasons are about them being like how do we stay in this house? How do we stay here undetected forever? We're going to live with Henry in this house forever. And then in season 3 ratings were down so they were like we're going to go travel the world. And I'm like, how does that work? Like at the end of season two or do they get like found out by Dr. Hunter and they escape? I don't know. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, I, I need to see how this ends. They're, because I can't imagine a show that puts that much care into its propaganda and having a very easy to follow storyline would do anything to disrupt that in terms of transitioning them out of the country. <laughs> you Do you think that they just like open up season three and they're like, 
What Henry Big Who? We don't even know about him. We're just world traveling <laughs> littles. Oh my gosh! Imagine they're like we've we've decided never to. Oh my! Oh my God! Henry has to be there. You're right. Maybe Henry gets so. homeschooled all around the world. No, I don't think so. I think I think that he just disappears. But I I couldn't find any of those episodes on YouTube, so I didn't watch them. I don't know. That's if he shattering. But yeah, he's her only friend. <laughs> well, they have a whole community of people. Like I assume that Henry. Toy Story style just like turned 14 and was like I don't want to play with you anymore and went to <laughs> high school you know <laughs> you know you know when you grow up and you stop interacting with the children who live in your walls <laughs> yeah. we all go through it <laughs> oh my god so that's the littles it's available on YouTube <laughs> I highly recommend this um it's a good ass time please have the most fun it'll be so nice <laughs> Cass, thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, where can people find you online? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am on a podcast called D&D is for Nerds, where we play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I'm also on Shut Up a Second and Why Am I Sad? And they're all a part of the Sans Pants Radio Network, just like this one. <laughs> yeah, and depending on when this episode comes out, um, I was on an episode or two of Shut Up a Second recently, and that'll be coming out soon or already out. So go check that out. We talk about some crazy shit. <laughs> And I'm on Twitter at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. And I'm here if you need to talk. You're too young to vote, kids, but you're old enough to make a difference. Tell your parents to register. And vote! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.